Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Tori Dealing With, where each episode is short, sweet, and the perfect thing to enjoy in the morning, just like your coffee, even though this episode is coming out a day late and a whole afternoon late. Sorry about that, guys. Just an update, all of my Tori Dealing With episodes are from now on going to be dropped on Friday mornings. This one came out a little late because I have some family stuff going on right now, so thank you for your patience, but let's dive into the episode. In honor of the kids' book that I released last week, The Search for Syrup, it feels appropriate to center this episode around connecting with our inner children because that's precisely what I did when I spent time creating the book. I've worked on a lot of different projects as a person. I've worked on reality TV shows, I've been a reporter, I've been on movie sets, as well as plenty of other creative endeavors, and nothing, I mean nothing, has satisfied my soul like working on a kids' book. I grew to be very passionate about connecting with my inner child after I started working with my life coach. Most people go to a life coach because they want to improve their careers, work on their future, and expand all of their successes. But when you work with a really good one, like Suzanne Morris and Melissa recalled, you actually work on the past before you work on the future. I've mentioned it before in previous episodes, but for the sake of this episode, I'm going to expand on my reality as a child and how it created roadblocks in my present. When I was younger, I was a very happy-go-lucky kid in front of my friends and family. But when I was by myself, I always felt deeply lonely. My parents got divorced when I was in fourth grade, and my household drama took the spotlight before my attentions as a preteen were ever met. I grew up craving recognition. I wanted it from my peers. I wanted it from guys. I wanted it from anyone who would give me the time of day. I'm not sure if I came across desperate back then, but looking at it now, I'm sure people thought I was a wild child. I was the first friend out of my friend group to have sex. I was the first one to try cannabis. And even though I was a good kid, to anyone who looked at me, deep down, I knew I was testing my limits. Honestly, I'm embarrassed when I think back to it. Why did I have to be such a rebellious little shit? Why was I not just grateful for my parents trying? I talked to my life coach about this now, and she highly encourages me not to judge myself for the past, but it's hard. I don't know a person who doesn't look back to the younger version of themselves and cringe. It's natural to do that. God, thinking about me with a razor flip phone trying to squeeze my thighs into Abercrombie and Fitch jeans, that was not it. (laughs) But that cringe attitude towards myself is destructive. That cringe attitude makes us want to look away from that version of ourselves because we think, It's lesser than. We think it doesn't deserve acceptance for its outlandish style. We think it doesn't deserve love because it didn't have boundaries. And that's the very root of the problem. We have to go back and give ourselves love. What I've learned since starting my inner self-healing journey is that I can't blame myself for all of my mistakes because I was a kid and a lot of the responsibility should have been put on my parents. I put a lot of weight on little Tori. I frequently look back and think I should have done better or I could have been smarter about things, but that was my parents' job. My life coaches informed me about the five birthrights that every child should be given from their parents. It's very rare when somebody has received all five, and if they have, they're probably a great human with little roadblocks. But for me, there are a few I did not receive. For the sake of protecting my life coach's work, I'm not going to go into all five birthrights, but I will tell you about the birthrights that I feel like I didn't receive, and hopefully you'll be able to relate to my story. One birthright that every child deserves to be taught is healthy boundaries and discipline. When I was really young, I was taught important boundaries, such as sharing with my 
siblings and how to make school a priority over fun. But as soon as I got into my preteens, my boundaries really started to shift. It was at that time in my life when my parents were going through a divorce and a lot of their attention was given on how to handle the divorce and not so much the growing needs of a 12-year-old. As I said before, I was really all over the place as a kid. So when it came to my boundaries, I had to cross them before I knew that they existed. So the bumps in the road that came from testing the waters of life made many of my growing years very chaotic. Looking back now, I can see patterns that were created in my life because of my wild attitude and need for attention. I always loved to try outrageous things. I enjoyed sneaking out of my dad's house and chilling on top of sand dunes in the back field behind my backyard. And I learned how to keep secrets from people around me so I could live my life without being judged. When I think back to those times, I feel pretty disappointed in myself. But as my life coach reminds me, it's important to not meet that version with disgust. Instead, I was taught that I need to create a safe space for myself to develop an internal dialogue with little Tori. I had to visualize my younger self, connect with her, and ask her, how did she feel? What made her want to sneak out and be wild? What made her want to keep secrets from people? The answers did not come easy. At first, trying to connect with my younger self and starting to talk to little Tori was difficult and it felt really forced. But after relentless trying and waiting, I started to hear whispers from little me. I started to see the sadness that little Tori felt in her heart. I started to understand why I just wanted to escape. Little Tori was hurting, like any kid would hurt if their home lives weren't normal. I was trying to grasp adult concepts of divorce, remarrying, and other issues as a kid. Those whispers turned into conversations, and those conversations turned into an understanding. Even in my adult life, I still resort back to some of my old habits that I created as a child. Just because you start healing parts of you, it doesn't mean that you are fully healed. This work takes time. Another birthright that I wasn't fully given as a kid was my right to receive attention. Now, I definitely got attention as a kid when I made people laugh or when I became entertaining, but the real attention I needed was for someone to sit me down and ask me, are you okay? I was so afraid that me not being okay was going to burden those around me, so I just bottled it up and acted out. I'm sure you can see how my need for attention has progressed into my adult life. I live in the spotlight. I chased a career in entertainment, and if you ask any of my exes, they'll all tell you I need a lot of attention. After realizing that I needed so much attention as a kid and seeing how I've built a career off what I needed, it honestly left me feeling shocked. I was asking myself questions like, am I living a lie right now? What if a career in entertainment isn't actually what I want and it's just something I chased out of habit for attention? Those thoughts were pretty groundbreaking and terrifying. But again, instead of beating myself up, I have to meet little Tori with love and understanding. Some of the best advice that I've ever received from my coach was, When you feel like you're falling back into little Tory-seeking habits, ask yourself, why? Why do I need attention right now? Am I trying to avoid feeling sad? Am I trying to engage in escapism? What part of me needs attention right now and how can I, older Tory, fill that? Have you ever made a list of things that you just enjoy doing? Not a list of tasks to get done, but a list of things that make you feel good, make your inner child happy. For me, it's listening to an audiobook, watching YouTube videos and documentaries about outer space, going on a hike, writing kids' books, and sitting in nature. 
Now I have a clear idea of what feeds my soul and I do best to allocate time to those things instead of getting attention from others. This work runs much deeper than listening to one podcast though, but it's worth every ounce of energy you put into it. You deserve to become the parent to yourself that you've always needed. You deserve healing things that have happened in your childhood and embracing the fun of life again. Release the blame that you carry in your heart. Let go of the guilt. Make a list of self-care habits that you enjoy and dive into them. Set aside time and space and let that little you cry and heal. And remember, you're not perfect. I know I talk a lot about healing and I do my best to focus on growth, but I take steps backwards all the time. So let's be easy on ourselves today. As promised, this week I'll be announcing the winner of the Search for Syrup giveaway, and that is Kale Hannah, aka All the Boho Vibes on Instagram. Congrats, girl. I'll be sending you out an email. For everyone else, expect an email update soon about the book. And last but not least, thank you everyone who has followed me on this journey through the years and supported me through all the ups and downs. Thank you for letting me be a human who grows, heals, fails, and learns all in the public eye. Your support is amazing and I would not be here today if it wasn't for it. This week, I'm going to leave you guys with a song that I hope reminds you that you deserve love. This is She Will Be Loved by Maroon 5. Enjoy. It's not